Brittany. And that's Jonathan. And welcome back to another episode of Real Time Talk. So, this week, we are going to be going over chapter 25, called Caring for Needy Children. Yay! Um, so just like every other episode, we're going to be going through the chapter and reading some sections that stood out to us, and discussing them, and hopefully you will listen. Yep, hopefully. Alright, so let's start. If you hear some noise in the background, it's my dog. He's chewing on a bone. Yeah. He's not the quietest one. <laughs> okay. So first one here, many of them have inherited evil traits of character, and if left to grow up in ignorance, they will drift into associations that lead to vice and crime. Hmm. Note that it says inherited evil traits of character. Yeah. They didn't just appear out of nowhere. They're from somewhere. Yeah, you can always trace back um, character traits of children to someone, either a parent or role model. Yeah. So, if you're wondering where they got a bad habit from, it's from a uh, a parent or a role model. Yeah, and so if they do go find to school, who the role model is. If they do go to school, sometimes they get it from other children that get it from their parents. Um, one thing I, I like, we've talked about. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but um, there's there's some called something called epigenetics that essentially um, like addictions habits and and things like that that a parent has can be genetically transferred to a child so if there's something that you struggled with throughout your lifetime and haven't dealt with it there's a very very likely chance that your child is going to have to deal with the same thing just because you didn't deal with it Mm -hmm. yeah so keep that in mind with um addictions and really bad habits yeah. You can't get mad at your child if you never dealt with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like this says, if, if you just leave it be and hope it'll get better, um, they'll drift into associations and friendships that will lead, lead them to the same addictions you had or to a life of crime. Yep. Okay. So next one. Some who have not children of their own should educate themselves to love and care for the children of others. Yeah, there's a benefit that comes from um, teaching and, you know, knowing how to teach children. Yeah. Uh, so if you are not the one who's teaching them, just knowing how to teach children, it, it opens your mind to the fact of like, okay, when working with children, you're working with someone who has only been in this world for maybe a couple of years. They don't understand. They haven't gone through the experiences that you have. You have to change the way that you would phrase things, the way that you would look at things, the way you present things in order to get someone to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this section is directed towards um, childless couples, so couples who decided or can't have kids. Um, and when you think about it, like as a community, if you as a couple can't have children or are not having children, it just makes sense for you to be the ones like in church and stuff that are teaching because the ones that actually like the parents that do have kids should be putting their whole attention on their children at home and their marriage. So you as a couple that don't have children have the extra time to be able to give the the little bit extra and different perspective to the the kids that are in your community. Mm-hmm, 100%. Okay. So, in place of giving so much attention to pets, lavishing affection upon dumb animals, let them exercise their talent upon human beings who have a heaven to win and a hell to shun. 
So in in this uh, passage, she's mainly referring to those who don't have kids, and instead of having kids, would rather spend their money on pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying that pets aren't a bad thing. We have a dog. His name is Moses, and we love him. And yes, we dump money on him because we consider him part of the family, and vet bills are expensive. But he's also not dumb. Just to like, yeah, <laughs> she's just driving the point home as for those for like like let's say back in those days, if someone kept a pet pig, why why are you spending money on a pet pig when you could be spending that money on making sure that somebody actually gets into heaven? Yeah. Okay, so I don't agree with the the use of the term dumb animals, but if you take that, you, if you look at how she's trying to like, the animals are dumb compared to humans because humans have a chance, are fallen, are trying to get to heaven, so why would you not try and help one of them get to heaven instead of waste, it, waste that money on something that... Mayor, like, it is not in the situation where they're... Uh, you know, fallen and and can't get into heaven. Kind yeah, of where their salvation is at check. Their salvation <laughs> is not at jeopardy right now. And you have to. <laughs> Bless you. You have to keep in mind that she is writing this in the 1800s, and back then it wasn't normal to have dogs or cats unless you were using them for hunting. Like animals were there for us, the sole purpose of helping you accomplish something, not for like. Amusement. They were well, not really amusement, but like nowadays, pets are considered members of the family, and they are mental helps and like beings of their own, right? And back then, they didn't necessarily they weren't think, viewed uh, the same way as they are today. Yeah, um, that's and you know, if you don't have kids and you decide to have pets, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I do think it's important to have something to take care of, um, but. don't put like don't stop yourself from putting money and effort and time into your community and people who whose salvation is at risk because of your pets yeah keep keep your priorities straight your pet should not be your should not take priority over the salvation of others Mm -hmm. is basically what she's trying to say don't let any animal either your pet or an animal out there take priority over the salvation of others Okay. Let them give their attention to little children whose characters they may mold and fashion after the divine similitude. Place your love upon the homeless little ones that are around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this just kind of adds to what we, we just, just said. Yeah, so um, sh- sharing is caring, all right? So share, you know, and try to help those who don't have, you know, the homeless little ones. Try to provide them a home or at least give money for them for an organization to give them a home. Okay? Mm-hmm. Instead of spending your money on other things, remember these are people whose salvation is at risk. They are in jeopardy of not going to heaven, not not knowing who Jesus is, not having that relationship. So try to make sure that you give something to help that. Excuse me. I think her her perspective here is talking about people who decide that having pets is enough and they do not need to have children because mm-hmm. they have pets. Um, in this case, she's saying it would be better to adopt a child than it would be to adopt a pet. Like when you weigh the two, adopt a child or foster a child, provide homes for the children who do not have access to parents or homes anymore, um, as opposed to giving a home to a dog 
who could just as well go into a family that does have kids. Yep. Okay. Did you want to add anything? Mm, no. Okay. So next one. The work of saving the homeless and the fatherless is everyone's business. Yeah. So um, I remember listening to a sermon where um, someone was talking about how, you know, they have uh, an aged parent who, you know, lives in a nursing home and they don't visit them. But then they go to the church and like, has anyone visited my parents? And then when no, when they say no, then they get angry. Like it's everyone's business to take care of them, to visit the mm-hmm. uh, the aged people, the the people who have no parents. You know, if someone is missing members of the family, it doesn't fall on the church to take care of them. It's everyone's duty to take care of them, whether they are Their old or young. Exactly. And the first line of defense, as this person was, as this pastor was saying, was. The immediate family. Mm -hmm. They need to step in first before they can expect anyone else to step in. So if you're not stepping in, don't expect anyone else. To do it for you. Exactly. People may, but don't expect them to. Yeah. So, same thing with orphans. Orphans and and homeless people in the Mm -hmm. sense of like... Like, I, I know that there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they, they think, when they think homeless, they think people who did it to themselves, who have addictions, who, yeah. things like that, right? Like, they don't want to give them any money because they're just going to use it on alcohol or drugs. And I'm like, just like tithing, your money goes to the church, but it's not your responsibility to know what they're going to do with that money. It's just your responsibility to trust that God will do the right thing. As Christians, Christ called us to clothe those who don't have any clothes, Mm -hmm. to feed those who don't have any food, and to visit those who don't have any visitors. You know? Yeah. That is what we're called to do. Whether or not they are grateful or thankful or they squander what we have given them, that is not our concern. We We are told to give out of love, and we're supposed to love them even though they don't love us back, just as if they were our own children or our own siblings yeah you wouldn't want to see them suffer so give in that sense let yourself be known as a generous giver and a loving follower of god and not someone who said i not someone who didn't even give someone the light of day the the time the light of day the time of day Mm -hmm. just because of a maybe yeah you could have been the reason why that person was saved but you decided not to because there was a slight chance that they would reject your kindness. But even if they do reject your kindness, that says more about them than it does about you. Mm -hmm. So always be the generous one. Mm -hmm. Okay. They can lift up the bowed down by praying with them and pointing them to Christ. Such should not devote their time and strength to one hopeless little mortal that requires constant care and attention. They should not thus voluntarily tie their hands. So basically what she's talking about, she's talking about missionaries and evangelists and pastors should not, especially pastors' wives, especially their wives, they should not sacrifice the duties that that they have been uh, chosen for, that they've been bestowed with in order to raise children in the household like as a pastor you have certain duties and children should not obstruct those duties so don't be bringing kids into the home if it's going to distract you from the important work god has called you to do Mm. so teach them educate them do what you can but if it can be avoided 
avoid bringing them into your home and find help them find a home that is better suited if it will distract you from your duties as a pastor mm -hmm. missionary evangelist or even as their wife okay okay so this is talking about homeless kids still mm -hmm. but it's uh, whether or not the pastor should be taking them in as their own yeah. um or missionaries or whatever um yeah so in in this case you know honestly when you think about it a child who did have a family and no longer has a family would probably be better off being taken in by a family that has other kids in the house 100 percent. yeah and it's people who have time to devote to them to actually mm -hmm. give them the time of day not someone who's busy rushing off to church rushing off to board meetings rushing off to business meetings rushing off to elders meetings or someone who has to organize uh, this many social events, who has to be the church treasurer, the on the AV team, who has to be Sabbath school teacher, they don't have time to take in uh, the needy. Yeah, they they're being called to a certain work, and we as as their members, as you know, as uh, as brothers and sisters in in the body of Christ, we, we need to remember that they have a really important job, and we can't like force that on them or shun them when they don't like oh you're a pastor why didn't you adopt this kid like no just understand mm -hmm. that yeah okay so next one as far okay this is talking about it says open homes to orphans and friend and the friendless um as far as lies in your power make a home for the homeless let everyone stand ready to act a part in helping forward this work mm-hmm so she's encouraging us to build shelter, to uh, build and provide for shelters, mm -hmm. both in monetary value and in volunteer hours. Yeah, time and effort. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, let everyone act their part in in making sure that as many as people as many as people is possible for you to provide homes for, then do it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean to bring them into your home, but, you know, provide shelter for them in some way, shape or form. Last one. Years ago, I was shown that God's people would be tested upon this point of making homes for the homeless, that there would be many without homes in consequence of their, of their believing the truth. Opposition and persecution would deprive believers of their homes, and it was the duty of those who had homes to open a wide door to those who had not. Hmm. So, this is uh, something that's relevant to us now, mm -hmm. but will become more relevant as time goes on as we start to come to the last days. And you know, the um, the great—I can't remember what the word I'm looking for. The times of trouble. That's it. The great times of trouble that are going to be coming. There are people who you know around the world, maybe not so much here in North America. I think but, it will come up a time. Uh, yes, but I said maybe not here in North America at the moment, mm -hmm. but there are places around the world where people, because they have chosen to believe one thing, they are being thrown out of their homes and even worse than that. So we as Christians who have homes <clears throat> are supposed to help by providing and being generous and give of what we have. We may not have much, but we're still supposed <coughs> to give of that. And so, like, in the time of trouble, like, there might be people who, like, legit, your, your cousins who live in a big city, like, I don't know, let's pick New York, for example. They might have to run to you who lives in the countrysides. All right? So, keep that in mind. And, or even Joe Blow. It doesn't have to be your cousin. It could be anyone down the street. 
it and it honestly when when you are organizing your home um like like when we bought our house you know we thought about what happens if there's there's something that happens and people need to come stay here where can we put them and we were like okay even if we don't really have guest rooms for everyone if it's an emergency style situation there is plenty of room on the living room floor on the kitchen floor in the hallway Mm -hmm. you know there's there's all these spaces for people um and you know we make sure that the home is well heated like things like that right um and that we have more than just what we need um to be like not like um, we're not hoarding but you know we don't just have one blanket for each bed we have a couple extra blankets here and there and stuff like that to be able to provide in case of an emergency yeah 100 percent. so it's things that we need to keep in mind it's things that we need to plan and prepare for because if god has warned us in the bible that these things are going to come this is our time of preparation. So prepare for those times to come. And we'll stock up on, you know, supplies. I'm not saying go crazy and become order, but like get a couple extra sleeping bags, get a couple extra blankets, some some sleeping mats, you know. Or learn how to knit. Like there you go. Things like that. Because <clears throat> it does say in the Bible that in the times of trouble, um, Christians will not be allowed to buy, sell, or trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you might be thinking in your head, well, once when, when the emergency comes, then I will go buy blankets for them. But you may not be able to. Might be too late by then. Yeah, so you have to you have to have some provisions available, um, or have the skills to be able to provide for those in need. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So that is it for this chapter. So next week we will come back with chapter twenty six called "Parents' Legacy to Children." Um, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at info.lessonsforyou at gmail.com or you can, um, I completely blanked. You can find us on Instagram at realtime underscore talk. You can find us on Facebook at realtime talk, um, and on YouTube at realtime talk. And yeah, stay in school. Stay out of school. Stay in school.